Hey guys, welcome to the Hey Dad, Can You Talk podcast. My name is Bailey Garner. I'm the host. And each week we call my dad, Toby Slough, and we just talk about common struggles that we all have in our day-to-day life. And he gives some awesome wisdom. So we want to invite you to peek in on our conversation so that you can glean from his wisdom as well. So let's call my dad. Well, hello, B. How are hello. you this late, late, late evening? Uh, I'm just so great and perky. We never, we usually record during the day, but today we, we are recording at night. So if you're watching the video, you might see darker circles or bags under my eyes. That's okay. You still look perky and alive and, and just so energized how do you do that father well i'm just such a night guy as you well know you know <laughs> i mean i'm just i just operate so well late at night <laughs> oh gosh i um need a garden update well everyone else needs a garden update first of all well you say this about the garden i doubled the size of it this weekend mm-hmm. uh mostly because i could mm-hmm. but Partly because those children were going to, I wanted there to be more room that they could roam and not kill everything that was in there. So we brought in six yards of dirt, which is a regular size dump truck. That's a lot of dirt, y'all. Yeah. By a wheelbarrow, I might Mm -hmm. add. Mm -hmm. We moved it to the back Mm -hmm. yard. We got a good workout in. Yeah, something like that. I feel it today for sure. And we got a lot of okra up in that garden and black-eyed peas. I would say those are the majority of the plants we've got. We've got other things, but I'm excited. Me too. How long have you been gardening, by the way? I probably did my first garden when I was, I don't know, in junior high. Okay, nice. It was a big... Big thing for my my papa, and uh, he had a little compost pile at the back of our property that he had grown things in, and mm-hmm. uh, so I lost him when I was in third grade. But he was always kind of larger than life, and Granny would tell me about that little garden. So I went back there, and it's kind of like Mississippi, you know, the, the 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 rain, constant rain, and the humid temperatures. You could like you know throw your shoe in there and grow three more shoes probably but so I felt like I was quite the gardener that's fun I didn't know that about that that's why where your love for gardening started that's cool love for cooking meat too by the way that's what papa was a he loved to cook ribs on his old barrel smoker you know in the backyard Mm -hmm. I've got a picture of him by his smoker and then my uncle Ross by his smoker and now me so I'm carrying on the tradition Speaking of cooking, you made us some really good burgers tonight. Delicious. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Someone needed to cook something because we're still waiting here late at night for the potatoes that you and mom were supposed to make to get done. (laughs) Potatoes always take longer than they're supposed to. Okay. It's just dinner sneaks up on you. you It's almost, hang on. It's almost like you could know that it was taking longer and you could start them earlier. It's crazy. I know. 
Okay. I, I know so many people that are listening are going to relate to that, that you look up, it's 4.30 and you're like, oh man, dinner <laughs> responsibilities are on me. Oh, thankfully I've got y'all to share the load. But with, when it comes to the sides, I did let you down, but that's okay. Good, good thing we've got chips. Always keep counting a couple of chips around here. <laughs> well, um, today we are are finishing up our, our our month on identity. We've been focusing a lot on who God says that we are, and you've given some really practical ways to make sure that we are remembering and just speaking truth over ourselves and over our kids when it comes to our identity being rooted in Christ. And so if you, if people are listening and haven't listened to previous episodes, those are super helpful. Um, this week I had some questions on not necessarily our identity, our, our identity in Christ, but how we see others the way Christ sees them. And, um, I actually have a little story to go along with this. Is it okay if I tell it? Of course. <laughs> um, I, I just feel like I've been having to say often to my kids that we treat others the way we want to be treated and that we treat others the way God wants us to treat them. And I feel like it's been really hard for them to understand that. And my, you know, my kids are young. So as kids get older, I think they'll understand more, but I want to instill that into them from an early age. And just last week we had an incident where Gideon didn't treat someone the way he wanted to be treated. And it just really irked, irked me. And, um, I just was like, I don't want to raise a child that's ugly to other people. And that doesn't put people before themselves. And then it's like, God was like, Oh, are you always like that? (laughs) And that was a little bit of a Hmm, moment. You know what I mean? So what would you say would be your biggest advice on ways that we can help our kids see other people the way that God sees them? Well, that was kind of a short story. Yeah. Compared to normal. Yeah. Tell me a little bit more about what happened. (laughs) No, I mean, <laughs> Basically, he just uh, Gideon got in tr- got in trouble at soccer, and he tried to blame it on another kid. And the other child is ve- a lot bigger than him. Gideon kept saying, "Well, he's supposed to be in college," because that's how much taller and bigger. Um, and he was so he called him a name. Uh, thankfully, no one was around. It was when we were walking back to the car, and he is it rum with. Bat or cat? <laughs> he said something like fat boy is what he called him. And yeah, anyways. <laughs> and I was very upset and he did not get McDonald's and he was very upset about that. So I hope he learned his lesson, but I'm pretty sure uh, we're going to have to keep learning that lesson. Yes. Well, the thing about how you see other people you know, you've heard the statement before that hurt people hurt people. Mm -hmm. And I think whether it's you or whether it's your six-year-old son, the battle is to that you see other people through the lens of your own insecurity or lack of identity. Mm -hmm. 
you know, it, 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 it's, it's my faulty identity that causes me to see you in the same way. I've always said about adults, you know, that if someone is convinced that uh, somebody has, you know, an ulterior motive, they're, they're not trustworthy. It's because they usually have an ulterior motive, you know, and so it's mm-hmm. hard not to see it through that lens. And I think with our kids, you know, I've watched Gideon and Micah, like today, they came home from school and, you know, Papa did what Papa does. He had a treat for them. And Gideon couldn't even take the little sucker out of my hand because he was too busy looking to make sure that Micah didn't get more than him. Mm-hmm. And I think it's easy as a parent because, you know, I'm brilliant when I'm not the parent, when right. I just get to be the papa and watch. I don't have to correct, but it's easy to kind of correct that behavior that it's not fair. What did he get with something that's true, you know, as far as sometimes, you know, sometimes you say, well, life isn't fair. You got tired of me telling you as a kid, hey, the fair left town last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but I think that the the skill that you want to develop and ask God to help you with is to see, you know, where is Gideon seeing himself as somebody who is going to get less than, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and if he doesn't feel worthy of uh, God's generosity, mm-hmm. he, if he feels like he's got to pull it out of God's hand, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. then the only way he can make sure he gets his part that this is fair between him and his brother. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Mm-hmm. And so if Gideon is feeling insecure about his performing on the soccer field, you know, if he's a three, like somebody I'm looking at on the other side of this call mm-hmm. and, and he doesn't feel confident in his performance as a soccer player, then naturally he's going to see other kids as a threat. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so with our kids, what we want to do is to assume that that kind of behavior of not treating another child the way they'd like to be treated. Instead of it being uh, I want to correct the behavior, which you will, it's let's begin by, hey, what is it about you that makes you not secure enough to see somebody else the way you want God to see you. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I think that it, I struggle with having those conversations with younger kids. I think that it's still good though, even if they don't fully grasp it, but for to make them think about it, you know, um, what about, I feel like too, I see this so much among adults, you know, like talking about how hard it is for people to accept others who don't see things the same way that they do. Let's just talk about that because I feel like that's such a big thing right now is if you disagree, then you're canceled or (laughs) I don't know. And to me, that's not a picture of, seeing people the way God sees them. I don't know. What do you think? Unless, unless you were, were raised in a religious environment that at, sub, at least a subconscious level, you feel like like a good relationship with God is based on you getting it right. Your mm-hmm. goodness, your faithfulness. I've got to get it right. I have to have the answers, mm-hmm. you know, 
And if you feel that way about yourself, nobody, no matter what they say, feels like they, you know, are, are going to grade a hundred on the following Jesus exam. Mm-hmm. But if that's what it takes, then the only way I can feel better about myself is to point out places you miss it. Right. But if I am like, Hey, I'm fully known, I'm fully loved God. I'm not going to get to heaven one day. And God say, Hey, I know you love me with all your heart, but you missed it on this issue. Uh, you know, he's going to love his son because his son loved him and his heart was turned toward him. Then I'm free to allow you to have a different opinion and it not to affect my relationship with you. But if I'm really feeling like, you know, that my standing with God is directly tied to my correctness on every issue, when you see it a different way, you're actually threatening my relationship with God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's, that's where our nation is right now. That's, mm-hmm. that's, you know, that's cancel culture. That's if you don't look like, act like, talk like, and see everything the way I see it, then you and I can't be in a relationship mm-hmm. as opposed to, Hey man, the Jesus in me and the, is the same Jesus that's in you. Mm-hmm. And because I'm secure that I'm a child of the King, I I can give you grace in seeing an issue in a different way. And we don't have to agree to be in relationship with each other. Yeah. And what a, like, what an example, I mean, just taking it down to just a practical, you know, you're in the grocery store, someone or the person checking you out is just, not nice, not friendly, whatever. (laughs) And you just continue to love them and kill them with kindness, essentially. Um, And be Jesus with skin onto these people. And what an example to our kids of whatever age that we're not actually having to directly tell them this is how we, you know, love others the way God loves them. But they get to actually see us having living that out. Um, one, I, Servolution comes to mind, which is an organization that we've been partnering with. And they, I feel like one of the biggest things that I've learned since just coming in contact with them are ways to serve others, ways to um, be kind and go over the top for other people. And I think that's a way that we can show our fan, our kids or the people around us that we can, you know, loving other people the way God loves them, seeing those people, how God sees them, because it's not what they're doing for us or the relationship we have. It's just because they they are children of God. Um, and I can link their organization, but they just always have so many practical ways that we can be doing that on a regular basis. And I just feel like what an example that shows to our kids. If we make yeah. that a regular thing. hundred percent. You know, I think serving others, especially serving others that aren't like us, mm-hmm. whether it's racially, whether it's socioeconomically, whether it's religiously serving people. I mean, that releases new levels of power of the Holy Spirit in our own hearts. I think I learned that by just traveling around the world, you know, you mm-hmm. go to Mumbai, India, you go uh, places in Africa and 
you see these people that, you know, third world, they, they were born into these places and, you know, you have to fight feelings at first of guilt of, well, how come, you know, why was I able to be born in America and have the opportunities educationally in every other way that I had? But once you get past that, you know, original kind of guilt feeling that you have, you begin to, you begin to see people differently. And, man, you see, man, these guys are doing the very best with what they've been given. Mm-hmm. And that's easier to see in Mumbai, India, than it is in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Mm-hmm. But that's the case, too. I mean, there's always, you, you. we just don't know what people are going through. We have no mm-hmm. idea Mm-mm. what what that checkout lady was dealing with that morning when she came to work. We have no idea how someone treated her. I was in the corner market the other day, and this woman was just berating this little checkout girl. And she was kind of hanging in there and keeping it together. But I could tell she's about to break and the lady walked off and huff or whatever. I don't even know what they were talking about, but I looked at her and said, Hey, it's going to be okay. Mm -hmm. God's got you. And this little tear comes down her face. Right. Mm -hmm. And I don't say that to go, wow, look at me. I'm just saying I'm, I'm, (laughs) I just want Look, I'm going to miss it on so many things, so many times, so many ways. But man, I want, I want to spread a little positivity wherever I go. Mm-hmm. And you know, I'll never see that little girl again. I might. I go to corner market pretty regularly for chips. <laughs> but uh, you know, what she needed that day was somebody to just encourage her. Mm-hmm. And I am acutely aware of the grace of God in my life. And when I am in touch with that, like I'm in a season where I'm definitely in touch, sitting out back and watching these sun go down watching these kids and being at the place in my life, I'm acutely aware, man, God just has blessed me. And so, man, I want to be a blessing to somebody else. It's when I get in a bad spot where I feel like I'm not being, you know, a little giddy gets in me and it's not fair. And Mm -hmm that's when it's hard to see people the other the way God sees them because I need mine. What do I care about them getting theirs? Yeah. And so a lot of ways, man, when I, when you find yourself short with people or you find, you know, you find yourself kind of looking down on people, kind of like Gideon, that's a good warning light on the dashboard to go, Hey man, where, where am I not? sensing God's grace and blessing in my life. Where is it? I'm feeling like I'm getting less than I deserve. And, and it's again, man, identity's all been about realigning, right? It's like, you got to just continue realign, realign, realign. And I think that's a great place to realign is this indicator in how, what my attitude and my actions are toward people that are different than me. Yeah, that's good. And what a, just a simple prayer that we can ask God is to open our eyes and the hearts of our eye, like the eyes of our heart, well, to see people. See, this is what happens when it's late. <laughs> you get your words. 
Hey, if it, was it one thirty? You're not telling me about <laughs> no, that. No, I no, not tonight. You and Bethann had past your kid night. And had a little, you no, 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 no. Okay, I'm no. just checking. The eyes of our heart. We can ask God, you know, to open the eyes of our heart to really see people for below the surface of what's going on, you know, and to have grace for them who, if whether they cut you off or, you know, they're slow to deliver your sonic drink. I don't know. I just think that that is truly when we know that Jesus is living in us and we're like you said, feeling free in our, in our identity in him. So those are all really good things that I want to be aware of in my life and to set that example for Gideon and Micah and Esther. And I know that it's just going to get harder (laughs) as they get older because I'm also the type that wants things to be fair. I don't know where Gideon gets that from, Um, but I need to do a better job of, of, of setting that example. So I don't know. I feel encouraged by this conversation and definitely every week we talk, I walk away with, okay, this is a little tool in my tool belt that I can continue to grow as a woman of God and as a mom. So yeah, thank you. Thank you, baby. Let me, let me just, you always want one thing at the end. I do. Uh, If you're a mom or a dad of a young child a mm-hmm. six four-year-old like Gideon and Micah or you know Evie and Junebug I think one of the greatest ways that you can begin to build their identity in Christ and how they and begin to shape them in how they treat other people is to teach them to be grateful and that on a regular basis that whether it's sitting down with a piece of paper and you're going to draw a picture of all the ways God has been good to you over the last couple of weeks, you know, or whether it's, Hey, can we just tonight, can we just spend a couple of minutes talking about great things that God let us do today or this week or whatever. And you train them to talk about silly things all the way to, did you get to eat a bunch of chips at Papa's house? Wasn't that great to, do you have fun playing with cat at, lunch today i mean just kind of coaching them to begin to connect the good things in their life Mm -hmm. to god's goodness Mm -hmm. that builds i think a security in god that positions your kids not not this isn't a microwave this is a crock pot sweetheart i mean this is over time Mm -hmm. you're planting this seed and beginning to build this identity of because God is so good to me, I want to reflect that into the lives of other people. And I feel like with older kids, would that look like maybe just having those conversations around the dinner table together and, you know, things like that? Yeah, I have a friend who, you know, there's every night, everybody's got to say two things, uh, two good things that happened that day. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's as simple as that, you know. That becomes a ritual. And of course, the kids roll their eyes the older they get and come on. The you know, the food's getting cold. But I'm telling you something, man. It's like this consistency of sharing this message over time makes a difference. Yes. And it's got to start with us too. So I we've got to make sure we're thinking of what we're thankful for and what God's been good in our day, because it's easy to get to the end of the day and not really focus on those things. So 
Good reminder for us adults as well, Dad. Yes, it is. And I'm going to go to bed tonight and be grateful for, you know, this prompts me to remember just, man, Lord, thank you. What a great family I have. What a great life, man. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's God's goodness. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. You're right. Well, this has been a good one. Even though it's in the nighttime. (laughs) But we have conversations at night just like this. So we're not sitting here trying to be somebody that we're not. So it's fine. Yes. Sometimes the conversations are the later it gets, the better they are. Unless Grant wants to go deep on something. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't, yeah. We'll, we'll keep it to this. <laughs> Speaking of Grant, I love that JC helmet you got in the background. Repping Jones, hey. Jones College. That's right. Hey, I'm a JC. I'm a JC fanatic. <laughs> All right. Well, I know you got to go to bed. You're going on a trip tomorrow. So I'm glad we got to chat and have this conversation about how we help others, how we see others the way God sees them. So. Love you. Oh, sure. I love you too, baby. Love you. Love you. What an episode. I don't know about you, but I am going to commit to praying every single morning that God would open my eyes to see others the way He sees them. Therefore, so I can also display and give an example of that for my children. Also, I want to challenge each of you that listen today to just start your day or end your day with just writing down a few things that you're grateful for and be intentional about talking about those things with your family too. I am challenged to do that. I hope you are too. Thank you for being here. We so appreciate it. If these podcasts encourage you, would you please share with a friend or a family member? It would mean so much to us. And we just want other people to know they're not alone and their struggles to be encouraged and just to know that God is with them. So we love y'all. Thank you for listening again. And we'll see you next week.